Rhythm pattern cards are a great way to teach new rhythmic concepts, reinforce familiar patterns, and build that all-important musical vocabulary, the ability to understand and create your own musical patterns and sequences. There are lots of different types of rhythm pattern cards out there. Some you can buy, some you can download and print for free, like the set that I'm going to share in the show notes today, and some that you can make yourself. I've found that having a few sets of rhythm pattern cards on hand can be so helpful in teaching to capture the attention of young learners and help them grasp new concepts and have fun while doing it. I recommend having at least two sets of rhythm pattern cards, one in a duple meter like 4-4 and one in a triple meter like 3-4. If possible, make a card to go at the beginning that shows just the time signature so the children can get used to seeing how the beats are organized. Today, I'm sharing 10 fun ways you can use rhythm pattern cards in your teaching. Whether you're looking for ideas for your children's choir rehearsal or your piano studio, games to play at VBS or music camp, or activities to break up a band or orchestra rehearsal. I hope you find a few new ideas on this list. I'm Ashley Danu, and you're listening to Field Notes on Music Teaching and Learning. Writing field notes is a way of documenting and processing what we see in the world. This podcast is a collection of creative ideas, practical strategies, and thoughtful observations from the field of music teaching and learning. Here you'll find creative and pedagogically sound teaching tips, fresh new approaches you can use in your ministry and teaching, and insight into a few tried and true systems and creative processes designed to help you do your best work. Let's get started. To begin, I want to share three quick teaching tips for introducing and practicing rhythm with your students. Number one, establish a steady beat before you begin. This provides context for the rhythm patterns, just like establishing tonality provides context for tonal patterns. Encourage everyone to keep the beat for themselves, either in their heels or by tapping lightly with their hand over their heart. Two, if you're chanting rhythm patterns as a group, make sure to include a count-off measure before you begin so everyone can start together. And three, use a neutral syllable like ba at first and then move to a counting method, whether you're using ta, ti, ti, do, do, de, one, two, and, whatever method you're choosing to use with your students. Make sure you use a neutral syllable first and then introduce a counting method. Now for the games. The first one is great for developing aural skills as well as rhythmic understanding. It's called the repeated note warm-up. You can do this with a choir as a sung vocal warm-up or with one or more instrumentalists. Choose a comfortable starting key or five-finger position. I recommend E-flat or F for children's choir, B-flat for wind instruments, D for string instruments, and C or G for piano. Then choose a rhythm pattern to repeat on each note. You can have students draw a rhythm pattern card from a hat or maybe even write out their own. My favorite rhythms for this game are food-related ones like teriyaki chicken or spaghetti or soft tacos. I put these into the Decide Now app and then I let my students spin to choose one at random. 
This activity is a great way to incorporate repetition and also build articulation skills. Okay, number two is called What's That Pattern? This is a fun game for large and small groups that helps develop oral skills, pattern recognition, musical independence, and rhythmic reading. Have students choose four rhythm pattern cards with similar rhythm patterns, for instance, quarter and eighth notes or quarter rest patterns, and then have them lay them out for everyone to see. If you have a large group, you might consider dividing into smaller groups of maybe four or five children. Have students take turns choosing one pattern of their four to chant out loud, ideally with a neutral syllable such as ba, while others try to identify which pattern they're hearing. If you're working with a student one-on-one, take turns choosing and chanting a pattern and then being the one to identify it. For an extra challenge, choose eight cards and chant two of the patterns back-to-back. Number three is called Rhythm Train. This game helps with pattern recognition, rhythmic reading, and the development of oral skills. Choose three rhythm pattern cards that are similar and hold them up for all to see. Choose one pattern to clap or chant. If your student or students can correctly identify the pattern, they earn the card. If they're incorrect, you get to keep the card. Keep track of how many cards you've earned by creating rhythm trains, one for you, one for them, using the free Principal Engine and Caboose cards from Color in My Piano. I'll link to those in the show notes. This is also a great way to introduce composition and reinforce the concept of meter. Okay, number four is Name That Tune. This one can be played a few different ways. You could arrange rhythm pattern cards to match the rhythm of a phrase in a new song or piece. You could choose cards that match a phrase in a familiar piece and scramble them so students have to put them in the right order. Or you could play a matching game with a series of rhythm patterns and a phrase of text. I like to play this version in December with Christmas songs and carols. Number five comes from Danette Layton of Layton Music. It's called Candy Bar Rhythms, basically matching different candy bars to their rhythm pattern. For instance, Kit Kat Bar might be matched to a rhythm pattern of two eighth notes and a quarter note. You could do this with actual candy bars or just print out picture versions, but maybe have some fun size candy bars tucked away as a surprise at the end. This is a fun game to play in October leading up to Halloween. You could also do this with ice cream flavors. Wouldn't that be fun? Number six is called The Rhythm Clock. The Fun Music Company put together a video demonstrating this game, which I'll link to in the show notes. Basically, you draw a large clock face on a whiteboard. For each of the 12 numbers, tape up a different four-beat rhythm pattern. Practice pointing and chanting each one in a call-and-response style. And then try adding music. Choose something without words that's in the same meter. For instance, 4-4 time if you're using four-beat patterns. Determine how many repetitions of each pattern you can do to fit with the music. I recommend at least two to four repetitions each. Go around the clock in order, chanting the patterns together as you point. Number seven is called Rollin' Rhythms by one of my favorite piano teaching blogs, Teach Piano Today. It's a variation on tic-tac-toe. The game board is already populated with nine duplometer rhythms. Players take turns rolling a die and matching the number rolled 
to the number on the board. If they can clap or chant the rhythm correctly, they place a game marker or small piece of candy on the square. The goal, just like in tic-tac-toe, is to get three in a row, vertically, horizontally, or diagonally. You could easily make this yourself using rhythm pattern cards that your students are learning or working on. And I recommend maybe rolling two dice so you can get numbers seven, eight, and nine. We've been playing this in the studio the past week, and I've used it with beginning first-year piano students all the way up to even a few middle schoolers. All you have to do is substitute more challenging rhythms, and it's still a fun game to play for even the older kids. Okay, three more to go. Number eight is something I like to call the wild card challenge. Have students use rhythm pattern cards to create a rhythmic series, eight measures, or two phrases. Have them keep a steady beat as they chant the rhythm. If they're successful, flip one card over to the blank side. I like to call this a wild card. Have students create their own patterns in these spots. I like to have them practice this first before doing it in context. So encourage them to think of a few different options or ideas for what they could do. Then have them pick their favorite in the moment when they're chanting the series. Number nine is a rhythmic version of Go Fish. It's a teachers pay teachers download that helps students review eighth quarter eighth syncopation, half notes, quarter notes, and eighth notes. And number 10 is body percussion. Basically, this means adding some kind of physical movement to each rhythm pattern. Sarah at letsplaymusic.org put together a free printable with body percussion flashcards and rhythms that might be helpful. Look for that link in the show notes. We know from research and experience that movement helps develop critical listening skills, that all-important sense of steady beat, responsiveness, discernment, sensitivity to phrase shaping and other elements of musical expression, inner hearing, understanding of harmony and tension release, and musicality. This activity can be as simple as creating your own movement to accompany a series of patterns, creating a rhythm machine where each person has a different pattern and movement and they get layered together, or creating a percussive interlude for a song you're learning. Try a different movement each time you come to that spot. Need a quick review of what we covered today? Here's that list of games one more time. Number one was the repeated note warm-up. Number two, what's that pattern? Number three, rhythm train. Number four, name that tune. Number five, candy bar rhythms. Number six, the rhythm clock. Number seven, Rollin' Rhythms or Rhythmic Tic-Tac-Toe. Number eight, Wildcard Challenge. Number nine, Rhythm Go Fish. And number 10, Body Percussion. I hope this inspires you in your teaching and gives you a few fun new ideas to bring into your lessons, classes, and rehearsals. Do you have a favorite game involving rhythm pattern cards? Let me know. I'd love to hear about it. Thanks so much for listening today. For written notes, related links, and more information on today's topic, visit ashleydanu.com slash fieldnotes. You can find me on Instagram at ashleydanu and at ashleydanublog on Facebook. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean so much if you'd leave a review in Apple Podcasts. 
This will help others discover this content in the future. Plus, I'd love to hear what you like about the series and if there's anything specific you'd like to hear more of in the future. Again, thanks so much for tuning in today. See you next time.